the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out, and the Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Oh, yes, it is. Welcome to a Monday edition of Texans All Access. John Harris here. My voice, the voice of the Texans. My pal, my friend, my boss, my buddy, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, how are you doing this wonderful Monday afternoon? Are you sweating in the sweltering 100-degree heat as we all are? Is it hot today? I didn't even notice anymore. You know, I'm trying to tune it out. Look, emotionally, I try to divorce myself from the heat and just live through the summer. And you know what Houston summer is like? It's like winter when I lived in Michigan. You don't go outside much. You know, you you find things to do indoors. It's kind of like that. But at the end of the day, it gets kind of nice. And by the end of the day, I mean, like, after 9 p.m. Yeah. If you hose yourself down. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, well, it's, I bring it up because Bill O'Brien brought it up today in his press conference. He was talking about mm-hmm. he was talking about the heat and how hot it was on today's Monday. So yeah, yesterday was Sunday. How hot it was Sunday. He started talking about when he moved here in 2014, and I can I can just see this. I can see it on his face. You know, in 2014 when he got here, everybody's like, you know, it's hot. It's really hot. It's really really hot. And he's like, come on, man. How hot can it be? He coached at Georgia Tech. It's Atlanta. I mean, it's, you know, that's hot too. And he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's a whole different level of heat and humidity here in Houston than even it is in Atlanta or some of the other deep south states. And Texas, Houston in particular, is going to bring the funk. There's no doubt uh, about that. So well, uh, we hope to no- bring the funk as well too. Well, go ahead, Mark. W- w- one note on that. In 2014 – I, rem- I wish I still had the sound bite because it was on our old computer and we lost a bunch of audio. Remember, oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, but yeah, he said, "Yeah, look, it's Houston. We're not we're not expecting some great Alaskan cold <laughs> front to come through here and cool us off." Yeah. And he said that, but he's a Texan now, and you know how right. I know this because he didn't complain about the heat back then, but he is now, and that's yes. a true Texan right there. Yes. Texans complain, and Texans crack me up, and I'm one of them now. Yeah. But we complain about the heat in April when it hits 80 degrees. Like, what are we doing complaining about this? This is nothing compared to what it's going to be. I don't know. It's weird. No, I'm, I'm with you on that because I think when I was in Wisconsin, I would hear my parents grouse about the wet, the winter weather the same, same kind of way. It was like, you know, when – when the snow would hit, it was awesome. I mean, when you're a kid, it was like, this is awesome. But then when snow was hitting like four, five, six weeks later, and it continued four, five, oh, yeah. six weeks after that, it was like, oh, come on. Can we just get a 70-degree day? I guess we'll get our 70-degree day soon. I would soon. I, uh, two months. I mean, soon. Yeah, two months. Um, yeah. Month soon is relative. Soon is relative. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been inside, we've been inside a lot, Mark. I know you know this. We've been inside a lot since March, um, having to deal with a lot of different things, but, uh, we're dealing with a number of things tonight on the show. We got a deep slant interview of the week. Deep slant interviews brought to you by Xfinity and Bernardrick McKinney. One of the funniest guys on the team. He is absolutely, he's hilarious. 
and he now has three kids. I can only imagine uh, how much Gosh. fun he is around those three kids. <laughs> he must be that, great. Oh, it must be just fantastic. Oh, oh I, I, I wish I wish we could have a camera on him twenty four seven with those children because he would be absolutely awesome. So B Mac will join the show uh, in the next segment. Mark, I want to. It, it's. It's strange because I don't think we've ever done this, but we're going to focus on one AFC South opponent where change is inevitable, it seems, because the Jacksonville Jaguars have just sort of rocked everybody's apple cart again with two, I say monster moves, but two very intriguing moves of arguably the two best players. One I think we saw coming. But then when we saw the result of it on Sunday, we went, whoa. Then we saw one today that I know that I once said I saw that coming back in 2017 that I would have never done. I would have never done what the Jaguars did in 2017. And you scoffed at me. You scoffed at me. You're like, well, we'll have to let it. We'll have to let it play out. We'll have to let it play out. Well, you know what? We did let it play out. And I was right this one time, Mark Vandermeer. I was right. The Jacksonville Jaguars should not have drafted Leonard Fournette at number four. I said it today, and I said it leading into the draft, and I said it on draft night 2017. But I was thankful they did. And now I don't know if I'm thankful he's gone yet, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, Johnny, you nailed it. You nailed it on Fournette. And he did have some moments. They had one really great year, right? They had one great year where everything was clicking for them. You pointed out many times that they didn't have any injuries of note that year. Fournette was playing well. The defense was lights out. That's how they won football games. Bortles was good enough. Bortles isn't even in the league right now. Is that correct? I don't. Yeah, I don't think he is. I don't think he has a job. So Bortles is unemployed. He played in an AFC championship game three years ago, and now he can't stay in the league. It's just mind-boggling what what that franchise has been through. But, Johnny, I think there's something we've overlooked with them. And I don't know. I'll save it for later in the show. I'll save it for a second segment. with me. Something, Something about the Jags that could be sneaky good here that we have not really taken into consideration. You probably have, but I think a lot of people haven't. Well, the fact that they've decided to go back back to drawing board again. I mean, I sort of feel for Doug Marone. He shows up and they go to AFC Championship game, and then it just crumbles. It crumbles, you know, beneath them. And I'm like, hey, man, this thing is really, this thing is really gone sour. But either way, the Texans, well, they stayed busy over the weekend. They had practice this weekend, and they also inked linebacker Zach Cunningham to a deal which will lead us to Texans Audio Jukebox. I don't have the sounder. I don't know if Mark has Texans Audio Jukebox. He's got it. Very cool. All right, Mark does have it. Now, Joanna will play our cuts, Mark, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, But Zach Cunningham signs a deal. Four years, $58 million apparently. There's 20-something, $23 million in guarantees, 34 in injury guarantees, whatever the case might be. Mark, let's go gut reaction. Zach Cunningham signs... And he signed this morning, but it was announced he was going to sign on Sunday. Your initial thought, what was your gut reaction when you saw that news? Uh, when I heard, I actually heard Wade breaking the story yesterday. 
and or reporting the story. It was broken yeah. by McLean or whoever did it, Rappaport, whoever did it first. But he was that's who I heard the news from as I was making my way back to the uh, broadcast location to do my part yesterday in the Wade Smith Cecil Shorts four-hour extravaganza, which was awesome, by the way, for the Very second good. straight Sunday afternoon. I love those guys on the air together. They've got natural chemistry, and they played the game. I love it. Anyway, uh, I heard Wade say it, and as he went into it, I was, I was like, Watson? Cunningham, which was not a letdown, by the way. I mean, we're yeah. all waiting on Deshaun, right? We all want right. to know when he's going to sign his deal. But this was a very important one to get. And, look, I don't freak out about this stuff either way. Actually, I would freak out if we're not able to sign certain people. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I just think it's great to keep the guys that you really like, the guys that should be Texans for a long, long time. And certainly Zach Cunningham is one of them. Uh, second in the league in so- solo tackles last year. Uh, plays a, a versatile linebacker position. Has to be accounted for by the offense. And he's made some big stops for this football team. I look forward to many more. Yeah, absolutely. And Zach did his interview today after signing. Then he had practice. I mean, how about that? You wake up in the morning like, hey, Zach, you're going to go sign a four-year, $58 million deal. And then you got to go to practice, and then you got to meet with the media. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Well, Cunningham at his press conference today talked about just getting the deal done and what that was like. Definitely meant a lot to me. Just when they uh, got worried back that we finally got the deal done, I was just very excited. Uh, a lot of, you know, just <laughs> having to take it all in, was that was uh, crazy enough for me. And then when I was able to call my family and, you know, give them the news. One of the things, Mark, that I thought about as I saw that, I was, I was excited to see it on Twitter. And then, of course, you wanted to see the reaction. And then, of course, the national reaction kind of set me off a little bit because I saw a national analyst like, oh, the Texans continue what they're doing. They give a good player a great contract. And I'm like, man. And so I kind of lo- lost it a little bit with, with Wade and Cecil because that news was announced. I went on maybe like 20 minutes later. And I said, you know what? If Zach Cunningham went on Twitter or went on Instagram and started talking about, you know, hashtag rise and grind, up at it again, hashtag grit, and he started talking about himself and talked about all the great things he did. I mean, he probably, I mean, he'd be known by everybody out there, but he doesn't. Zach just goes out and plays outstanding football every week. He doesn't point the finger at himself. He doesn't do the braggadocio, pound your chest sort of thing. He just goes out and does it. I mean, Jalen Ramsey showed up in a Brinks truck. Drew all kinds of attention to himself last year in Jacksonville. Zach Cunningham would never do anything like that. When has Zach ever drawn attention to himself? When they showed up in the, the outfits of the linebackers? That was yeah. it. That's it. Yep. That's, That's it. it. And so when you say, oh, it, it's a good player getting a great deal. The dude led the, the, the AFC in tackles. He led the entire NFL with defensive stops last year. If you stop and watch him play, you realize, damn, he's good. And I'll give you this nugget. Last year... For a lot of people that know the NFL, they know Daniel Jeremiah. He is the NFL Network draft guru after Mayock moved on. DJ's fantastic. He is, he's, he's great. Well, he also does the Chargers games. So last year, I'm down on the sideline. We're getting ready for pregame, and I'm watching us warm up. and watching them warm up. DJ comes over, and we kind of chit-chat for like 10, 15 seconds. And the very first thing he says is, boy, Cuttingham's really good, isn't he? He goes, I missed yeah. on him. And I was like, I was like, DJ, he's wow. phenomenal. And he goes, he goes, John, I, 
I'm telling you, I see some good linebackers. He goes, I've watched Denzel Perryman, watched some good linebackers, the Chargers. I've watched them all over the league. That guy has blossomed way more than I ever thought he would. He is a tremendous player. And not that I needed validation from Daniel Jeremiah, but the fact that DJ said, I was wrong. I was yeah. wrong about this guy. He's proving me wrong. And not only am I wrong, this guy's a tremendous player. Tremendous well, player. That's somebody that's watching him play. I'll, I'll take that. You haven't watched him play? Nah, get out of here. Well, get you liked here. him when you when you first saw him. And oh, Andre Ware, who um, I've jokingly referred to as the unofficial voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores <laughs> because he did so many games for them on ESPN back in the day, uh, he had seen him a bunch of times, and uh, Andre Hall as well, for that matter. Yep. Uh, but he loved Cunningham coming out. And I just there are a couple of things here. Having McKinney already, and McKinney's this this statesman middle or inside linebacker character, right? And he's made a Pro Bowl, and he's really good. Sometimes you lose track that there's another guy in there who's yep. really good himself. And they're different styles, but they both make a lot of stops. And Cunningham, if you look at the numbers, I mean, it's it's hard to ignore his contribution to the football team. Johnny, there's something about the number 41. I think if Cunningham wore a 56, well, that's Cushing's <laughs> number, yeah. and Jan Johnson, undrafted rookie, is no longer on the on the team this uh, preseason, but he was wearing 56 for a while at camp. It was just a bizarre sight. It really was. It's one of those yeah. numbers that you feel like, I'm not saying it should be retired, but it just feels so strange to see somebody else in a 56. But a 50, whatever, give, give him a number in the 50s. I honestly think there's a different brand name recognition with Zach Cunningham. 41, I do it myself. Sometimes I still look down on the field and I'm like, 41, oh, yeah, Cunningham. Like, I, it's an extra count that it takes me to register sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and it's just one of those things. He's a linebacker who wears a non – well, these days – that's more popular to wear a number in the 40s for a linebacker, but you get my drift. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it's, it's relatively new that they could use a number in the 40s. Um, so, mm-hmm. no, I understand completely. Now, Zach was asked this morning, this is definitely a life-changing moment. Here's what he had to say about his life-changing. Definitely crazy. I wouldn't have imagined, you know, growing up that it's, I'd be in this position to be, be able to talk about this. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be some conversation with my family, you know, my uh, my team that I have around me with uh, Athletes First and my financial advisor. Yeah, Athletes First, getting it done. Uh, they've they've gotten a lot done. In fact, there was news about Athletes First inking a deal with a workout. Uh, I'm trying to think what group it was. I have to find it, but essentially, a group that works out draft pit or prospects for the draft. Athletes First is now signing and sending all of their their perspective, their prospects to that particular facility. I'm like, wow, that's a great deal for uh, for both sides. There's no doubt. Now, when a guy, guy signs four years, fifty eight million dollars, there's probably a moment in which you go, wow. So Cunningham was asked, was there a wow moment during these contract negotiations? Yeah, I def- definitely had that oh wow moment. Like I said, when I first got the call, I was you know very excited. So uh, I, mean, I don't I don't have any specifics yet as to what I'm going to do, but it's definitely a lot of stuff that's going through my mind. You know, from where I came came from, what my family's gone through since I uh, I'm growing up. Definitely a lot of things that I know I'll be able to be able to do now that I'm happy about. One of the things, Mark, we that happens a lot with guys that sign a big contract to get that big second contract. And it's like, boom, done secured the bag, baby. 
got it. I'm ready. I'm done. I'm, you know, I, well, yeah, but you now have to play the next four years for your yep. $58 million. So Zach was asked, okay, now you got the money. What are your goals going forward? For me, I'm just, I've said it before, just, you know, continuous improvement for my play. Like I said, there's, there's plays I know I've left out there, more, much more plays I'm able to make. So being able to continue with that and uh, being able to push forward and making those type of plays that I know I'm able, I should have made, that I'm able to make. I mean, just be a better player. I mean, that's what he seemingly wants to do, just continue to be a better player and, of course, go win the Texans some championships. Now, four years, $58 million is a lot of money. When I saw that, of course, I think this happens with any contract. I mean, I thought about it with Patrick Mahomes when that money was out there. What would your fun purchase be, Mark, if you made four years, $58 million? Would you have a fun purchase? Look, I'd like to say travel, but you can't do that yeah. right now. But yeah. after the season or whatever, I would think about that, and hopefully the uh, pandemic will be over. My goodness. <laughs> uh, but I would say something like that, Johnny, and it, it all depended on what my living situation is. Uh, you know, you say fun purchase because you start thinking about who you can help out and take well, of care of. Yeah. yeah. But you always got to be careful with that too, right? Teach yeah. a man to fish, feed him for yeah. life, give him a fish, you feed him for a day kind of thing. I think that's very tough with a lot of these guys uh, who get a ton of money like that. Yep. Uh, but, you know, this it's not like he's new to the league. You know, Zach, right. and it's not like he was making minimum wage, and now he's got millions. Right, right. He's been making good money, and, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. He's been taking care of it, and now he gets this. So I, I bet that his plans are uh, very well arranged. Yes, they are. He did have a thought about the fun purchase he wanted to make, though. <laughs> so I know I was talking with the LBs. We we uh, had this idea of maybe getting like doom doom buggies or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it might be something we do. Bill O'Brien's well. antennae just went up. Like, huh? <laughs> um, page uh, yeah. do they eight have roll bars? of your contract says no <laughs> no doom buggies. Wait, I, now wait a minute, Johnny. A do. Don't you just say ATV? Do you still say dune buggy? Isn't the I don't dune know. buggy a real seventies kind of vehicle? Like, would would uh, it surprise you though? That would it surprise you that Zach Cunningham would mention a dune buggy? I mean, no, he seems no. kind of like an old soul, anyways. I mean, uh, that's the way he strikes me uh, as a kind of an old soul. So I'm not surprised uh, by that uh, whatsoever. Mark, we talked I about could the see tech- the line. I could see the linebackers oh, kind of yeah. like the banana splits. You know, they're oh. all in the dune buggies. <laughs> Did I just do yes. a banana splits reference? Oh my you know gosh. what? I, you know what? I had a, I uh, for some reason I thought about was the Laugh Olympics, and I thought about um, I thought about the I don't know why I thought about this, but I think they had they had an episode of Laugh Olympics, the cartoon from the seventies, where they raced in dune buggies, and that was the first thing I thought about. So I don't know. Maybe I'm an older soul than Zach. Well, I'm, I'm sure I that's think the banana the splits and and. You know, allow me to. Uh, to... <laughs> I mean, these guys used to bring it, okay? And they're riding around their ATVs, yeah. and they play in a band too. I mean, I think the linebackers are very banana splits like. Well, Zach could be I mean, lead singer. Is... Yeah, Zach I mean, could seriously, sing. he could... these guys were awesome. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's also awesome to Texas Sorry. fans. Zach Cunningham had a note for the Texans fans after he signed. Thank you for your continued support. I, if I always had my back since I've gotten here, I, can, I continue to see that you know with the fans, and we I feel like we have the best fans in the NFL. So I, you know, I hope, like, hope that 
I can uh, show you that I'm worth worth what they uh, what they gave me. I'm going to continue to go ball out for the six. Yeah, and I think that he definitely will. Now, Bill O'Brien also went to the microphone today because he does every day, and he met with the media today. And of course, right off the bat, he was asked whether he was happy, which I'm sure he was, to extend Zach Cunningham. We were very happy to be able to get something done. Um, Zach's a really good football player, very important part of, of our team. I think when you look around, when you look around the league, you know, all of us uh, talk about culture and and what we're trying to build within each one of our cultures. And, you know, culture is defined, in my opinion, by the behaviors of the people within the culture. You know, that's that's really how, you know, you 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 build a good culture. And so we've got a lot of good guys here. You know, we talk about DTS, dependable, tough, and smart. And that's what Zach is. You know, he's a dependable player. He's a tough player. He's a smart player. Uh, and he's a really good player. And so he does a lot for us. He, he's, you know, obviously – a three down linebacker and then he plays on the fourth down too. So um, we were happy to, to uh, come to an agreement with him and, and his uh, agent, Kyle McCarthy is a really good agent, good, good representative of, of Zach. And uh, we, we worked well with him. Bill O'Brien talking about Zach Cunningham there. And he talked a little bit further, a little later on about how the Zach Cunningham deal got done and went back to and reiterated the management structure for the Texans to be very, very honest with you, Jack Easterby did a lot of this negotiation. You know, I was there, you know, I'm coaching the football team. We have a very unique model. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it again. And I don't mind saying it. I mean, we, uh, Jack and I work together. We're all in charge of different things. So relative to how a general manager's position has been defined in the past may not be exactly the way we do it that makes sense you know we I coach and and I work with Jack and he works extremely hard with the things that he's in charge of um, he oversees a lot of different things from medical to training he works on uh, uh, contracts with Kevin and uh, you know we work together it's a team it's a team and we hopefully we can win and improve that that's the way to do it but um, yeah I, I would say that Jack and Zach's representation should get a lot of the credit for getting a deal done and obviously Zach Mark the when you saw the Zach Cunningham deal or you heard Wade say that you said it yourself oh is this this Deshaun Watson being signed is this Watson or maybe it's Cunningham it's one or the other but I had kind of the same thought I heard oh Texas News okay what's going on okay Zach's getting done okay good and then my immediate thought was probably the same as yours Zach is now done so that moves us on to doing the contract with Deshaun Watson. Bill O'Brien talked about, yeah, there are lots of guys in line for some deals, but Deshaun Watson is definitely chief among them. Look, obviously, um, you know, we feel good about where we're at as a team. Uh, we, we, we feel like we have a lot of, like I said earlier, we've got a lot of um, dependable, tough, smart guys, and, and you know, they, they get along well and, and they want to be here. Uh, Houston's a great city. They want to live here. Um, and they want to represent this this city. You, you know, like I've said all along, I don't really want to get into specific, um, you know, contract talks, but quite obviously we want Deshaun Watson to be here for a long time. He's had a great training camp. He's a great player, and, and we're going to work hard to get that done. Oh, man. Get it done. Is that the last, is that the last point on the to-do list, Mark, before the season starts? Is that? And I don't know, before the season starts, right? The season starts, I don't know. Yeah. But is that kind of the last to-do item, you think? 
Not that they made it the last one, but I think is so. it the last I mean, one that's not checked off? Right. I suppose. I mean, I well, feel like that's kind about of an elite one. quarterback, one of the very best in the league. Yeah, I mean this this is huge. This is absolutely huge. It's a quarterback, and you saw what happened with Mahomes and his deal. And I think this one's going to be different, but. You know, it, and 99% sold is 100% unsold in sales, right? Yeah, and with true. the contracts, I think it's the same thing. You know, you want to just – you know these things. You know they're trying to get them done, but they're not done until they're done, until the signature is there. It sounds obvious, but they're working on it. And I love that he talked about Jack Easterby that way because we know it. You and I know it. Jack Easterby is way more involved than people uh, initially thought, and I think that uh, if they – got to know him better and I think they are through our interviews and and some other um, media opportunities that he's had you see how smart he is I mean the guy is just so bright and uh, he has an interesting approach to everything and O'Brien obviously uh, you know O'Brien's gonna sign off on everything like like uh, I don't know if he's I don't know if he said that but he does and they are a team there it's a collaborative effort and to have Jack and Matt Bazer get involved and everybody else it's really working out so far now and like you said, they want to win. They want to go further. That's the whole idea here. But you can't go there until you take steps one and two and three. And steps, the initial steps are to ink these guys long-term, the guys you want around for a long, long time, and then take it from there. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. All right, when we get back, we'll talk about the roster. A few, a few players were trimmed off that roster today. And what is going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mark and I will talk about all that next right here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Now back to more Texans talk on Texans All Access. Yes, sir. Let's get right back into it. John Harrison, Mark Vandermeer. This morning, Bill O'Brien was asked, what his timetable is for trimming the roster. Yeah, we probably will start chipping away at that, Aaron. Um, but again, everybody's, the whole league is, has to get down to 53 by, I think, uh, three o'clock central time on Saturday the 5th. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably, you know, use all of that time, but we'll, we'll begin to start chipping away here. And I think what Coach meant is they will use all that time to get down to 53. But if they feel the need to do some things now, they'll go ahead and trim it now, as they did today. Mark, three players released slash waived today. Number three quarterback, Alex Magoo. Defensive tackle, Albert Huggins. And linebacker slash special, special team star who was recently signed, Darren Bates. The Texans cut those three. Mark, I actually saw Albert going out of the building today as I was going for my COVID testing, mm. and so I kind of, I kind of figured that was what it was. Yeah. But obviously, I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy, and I would never put that out there until the release comes out, and the release did come out today. I, I'm, I, I can't say I've said this before. I'm not, I'm never surprised by anything that happens, but I thought maybe they would at least let the next scrimmage go. Let maybe Alex have some time with. That group, maybe they're giving these guys an opportunity to look at what else is out there to maybe see whether they want to bring them back. They can put some veterans on the practice squad. Your thoughts about these three being released and the timing? 
Well, I think you're going to see the Texans and Chiefs release their players earlier than everybody else. You have till Saturday at 3, and you'll probably keep more than your 53 around until that point. But remember, they go into a game week mode starting Friday. Start Thursday night is a week out of the opening day game for the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think what you want to do is get your team together, the guys that you're really going to get in the foxhole with next week. So you want to do it as soon as possible. And and these guys might not have been part of the plan, but they might be part of the practice squad plan. And True. Magoo, we talked about this. We thought Magoo would be one of your four protected. Are they angling to get another quarterback? They will have a third quarterback somewhere in this organization, right? Yes. Whether it's practice squad, active roster, the four-man protected part of the practice squad, they'll will, there will be a quarterback. I don't know if it'll be Magoo at this point because they just let him go. But they've got to get somebody, and maybe they feel like there are going to be some good quarterbacks available. And, you know, with, all, with all due respect to Magoo, maybe some quarterbacks who have some, some yeah. mileage, good mileage, and uh, some experience that they can utilize. I was, and, you know, you and I were talking about Huggy, that he was looking pretty good at times. But, look, yeah. they look at every shred of Zapruder uh, tape, and they probably felt like it's not where they need it to be right now. But again, he might end up back here on the practice squad. This thing, you know, to react to one little chip here, like like you said, chip away or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it, we have to see when they when they finally form it over the weekend and then react to the whole thing. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, I thought the timing of it was. I was was curious, as was the mm-hmm. timing this morning. <laughs> Of a move the Jacksonville Jaguars made. The Jacksonville Jaguars waived Leonard Fournette. Now, they did not. The, the, when Fournette was drafted, they drafted him number four in the 2017 draft. Number four. Ugh. It went right out of the shoot. Miles Garrett to the Browns. 40, uh, the Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. The 49ers moved down a spot, took Solomon Thomas, and at number four went Leonard Fournette. Miles Garrett got $125 million this offseason. Trubisky is fighting for his job. Solomon Thomas is a backup with the Niners. And Leonard Fournette was waived. Now, there's a lot that went into it. Fournette was excellent as a rookie. He really gave Jacksonville what it was looking for. That team played bully ball. He was the right fit for that. 2018, he gets hurt. He's banged up. He barely plays much of that season. He's on the bench in the season finale, acting a fool on the bench uh, in the game uh, here at NRG Stadium. 29, he bounces, 2019, he bounces back. Has over 1,100 yards, had 76 receptions. He's kind of going the right direction, but he had other problems off the field. When you woke up and saw that news, Fournette, well, I know you, you saw it because you texted me, your gut reaction, not only to Leonard Fournette being waived, but Yannick Ngakwe being traded to the Minnesota Vikings and then taking $6 million less than the franchise tag to make the deal work financially for Minnesota. What is going well, on at Jacksonville, Mark <laughs> Vandermeer? I don't think they have faith, the players do, that the current regime is going to be in place following this year, right? So I don't understand Ngakwe – uh, other than, hey, let me go play for a winning team that has a chance to really go deep into the playoffs, and you never know, which is great, which is what you want out of your professional athletes. Yet, at the same time, you can't fault your professional athletes for trying to get as many dollars as possible because I get that too. 
So if Ngakwe had stayed, he's better off financially. And then next year, find a deal somewhere. You know, go ahead and take your best shot. You'll be an unrestricted free agent. They're probably not going to franchise you again. You're not going to get traded. As far as Fournette goes, look, that was not a shocker. And then I saw a comment, and I don't know if it was you or somebody else who commented on the Twitterverse. They said, um, you know, he's not a fit in the new offense. And I was thinking, all right, Jay Gruden, have we overlooked this? You know, Jay Gruden, I'm not saying that he's Bill Walsh reincarnated or something like that uh, as as a football mind, but Jay Gruden did some pretty good things in Cincinnati, didn't he? And even in Washington, look at the facts here. You know, he was able to, you know, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins because of Jay Gruden. Well, that maybe not because of him, but, you know, in addition to other things, he saw something in him, and they went to the playoffs, all right? That was something at the time. For Washington, that is something because they just don't get there. And I think that – yeah, and I think Gruden did good things with Andy Dalton, who hasn't been the same since, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Gruden did some good things with Cousins, who has been the same and a little bit better, maybe at Minnesota, hitting Kyle Rudolph for that winner against the Saints last year. But Gruden and Minshew, maybe there is, I'm not going to call it magic, but maybe they're cooking up something pretty good here. So let's see how it goes, and maybe they'll be surprising some people on that side of the football. I don't disagree Thoughts. with you. I don't okay. disagree with you at all. I, I think that – I don't think you're crazy with that thought at all. I think Jay mm-hmm. Gruden is going to make a pretty significant statement. And I think if Jay Gruden makes a pretty significant statement with the offense – and look, that defense could get lit up. It's a young defense. A young defense. Outside of Miles Jack and Avery Jones, Taven Bryan's going his third year. Um Josh Allen's second year, Chase on a rookie, C.J. Henderson a rookie, guys at the back end are, no, I think, no more than three years. You know, it's conceivable Jay Gruden looked at that and went, hey, if I light it up this year offensively, but we go 3-13, and 13, maybe I get that job. You know, maybe that's the way he looked at it, uh, getting the head coaching job. Um, because 3-13, and 13, I would imagine that Shad Khan's going to want to just, you know, tear that thing down and do sure. it all over again. But I think Jay Gruden is I, – I, I think you're right. I think you're on to something. I just think they need a couple more pieces to go along with DJ Shark to really feel good. I think they, if they had an athletic tight end, you know, if they had a kind of dual threat running back, you know, not a – you know, look, if they, had, if they had a Duke Johnson in Jacksonville, I think I would feel like, man, okay, maybe they can do some stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Maybe that could happen. Uh, but – I think defensively, they're about to get lit up like a Christmas tree. And I think they'll have some young players making some nice plays at times. But I think overall, I think they're going to get blitzkrieged on defense, and that's what's going to be the downfall. I do think Minshew's going to be okay, Mark. I don't think, I don't think Minshew's going uh, to be terrible. He, he does not Man, he kept them in games last year. I just think that defense is going to get sauced. And I don't know if they're, they're probably one, maybe two guys away to help Gardner Minshew to really kind of put the fear in a lot of different teams. So we will talk more about this tomorrow. I know we've got to talk about a big, it was a big weekend, unfortunately, for professional figures that passed away, including a man by the name of John Thompson. Mark, we will do all of that tomorrow because we got to catch up with Bernard McKinney next right here on Texans All Access. 
For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. Yes, and on those radio shows, you will hear right about now, D.P. Sidhu with her Deep Slant Interview of the Week, brought to you by Xfinity. She sat down with Bernardrick McKinney. Here's BMAC with D.P. How's it going, BMAC? It's going great. Just uh, trying to get ready for the season, a long process, but it's going good. How was your off season? How did you spend it? I know you were, you were working your way back from injury. How did the rehab go, and, and how challenging was it under the circumstances with everyone being stuck at home? It was very different. I mean, at least I had the chance to be able to be with my family a little longer. But it was definitely uh, challenging trying to stay in shape, trying to find places to work out and be creative with, with my workouts. And uh, with the injury thing, uh, I got better real quick, uh, real fast. I wasn't out for probably be like two weeks and I was back running. So, Oh, that's good to hear. You mentioned spending time with your family. Congratulations. You added uh, another little one, another another baby boy. So you're the dad of three. Uh, what's it like being the dad of three and especially being home? How did, how did you keep the kids busy this offseason? Um, I have an unbelievable uh, nanny and an unbelievable uh, wife. Uh, so I uh, did a... Uh, Great job keeping uh, watching the kids while I'm uh, trying to find places to work out while I'm working out. And, and just being around the kids every day is very fun. Just seeing them them grow and be able to uh, uh, watch my daughter be funny and run around the house. So it's, it's, it's really fun just being with the kids every day with my uh, wife and family and the nanny. So. Well, if they're funny, I'm, I'm sure the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I was a little bit worried about your alter ego, Lambo Mac. We usually see him in the locker room, but... With the sort of offseason you had, you weren't really able to interact with some of the new guys as much as you were. Now that everyone's back in the building, have you been able to play some practical jokes or, or get to know your teammates a little bit better? Uh, it's kind of hard. Uh, we're kind of separated, so we're not around each other as much unless we're on the field. But, yeah, I'm always uh, having a, g- a great time if it's on the field. Uh, if I see him walking around, I like to joke around. But the, as the linebacker group, we always have fun. But we get the job done when it's time to lock in. You certainly do get the job done, and it's been so much fun watching you and Zach Cunningham in the middle of the field there. Number one, number two in tackles in 2019. You yourself, you've surpassed over 100 tackles for the last two years. How can you and Zach build on that chemistry that the two of you have? It seems like you two are really playing in sync, and you have been for a while now. Oh, yeah, me and uh, Zach, we were great buddies on and off the field. I mean, I'm taking vacation trips. So, well, we know a lot about each other, so that's why it's so easy to uh, play with him or uh, uh, like I said, we're locked in on the field, we're off the field, or it means we have we have a great time. So the chemistry between me and him is, is unbelievable. Well, you're the quarterback, the heart of the defense. You're calling the plays back there. And we talk about it every year with some of the new guys, how, how easy or difficult it is to sort of communicate those plays with the new guys and get them on the same page. Did you find it any more challenging this year because you had to do a lot of your offseason on Zoom, what's what's the chemistry been like? Because not, it's not only rookies, you've added some free agents to the defense too. How do you think that communication's been coming along now that camp has started? I mean, we've did, uh, well, I say all the defense uh, coaches, but we've did an unbelievable job with our Zoom means by making them creative and making them fun so the guys wouldn't get bored and doze off. But it, it, it was fun uh, doing Zoom means. Uh, we got a lot done. Everybody was being professional about it. And, uh, 
uh, got in the playbook and took notes and uh, it was uh, easier when we came together uh, this camp because they did uh, such of a good job to get us ready. So it's, it's been going great with the, uh, the calls and just trying to be on the same page. Well, I know that everybody watching right now wants to know what made your Zoom meeting so fun. Can you give us a little idea of, of some of the creative ways that you guys got to learning this offseason? Uh, we played uh, uh, we played games. We was in groups, linebackers against DBs, uh, everybody going against each other. Um, uh, a game with just play calls and, and they excellent. Like you have to, it was Kahoot, so you have to get the answer right before a certain amount of time. Of course, at the end of the uh, OTAs, the inside linebackers won. So <laughs> I was going to ask who was the best at Kahoot. Yeah, it was it was the, it was the inside linebackers, but individually, uh, uh, PK won. Peter. Oh, Peter Kalambai. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Or what about for yourself? I remember heading to the Pro Bowl with you just a few years back. Your first Pro Bowl, you sign a contract extension. You're in Disney World with your family. Now it's hard to believe you're heading into year six because it seems like you just got here just a short while yeah. ago. But what about for yourself? I mean, is it surreal to think it's year six? And, and what sort of goals do you have for yourself this year? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, it came so fast. It kind of almost is like a blur. Like I only kind of remember like my first year and now it like it, it went uh, super fast. But uh, I'm just trying to get better, and I just gotta just uh, keep looking at guys that are older than me and see how they're they're being able to stay in the league so long and be able to take care of their body. So I'm still getting better at that uh, eating and just trying to make sure I can last long in the league and make them kick me out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm uh, I'm still still trying to get uh, right. So. Big, big day for the linebackers. Zach, McKin or Zach Cunningham got four years, $58 million, and Bernardrick McKinney featured on our show tonight. How about that? Good stuff. And if you missed it earlier, and Mark and I talked about it last segment, the Jaguars traded Yannick Ngakwe. I got to ask this question by Brent Martineau's buddy of mine who does radio in Jacksonville, ESPN 690. And I was on there, and this was right after the Combine in 2019. So it was probably about a month later. So it was like April, maybe May. 2019. He said, John, who gets the long-term contract first? Jadeveon Clowney or Yannick Ngakwe? And I, don't, I can't remember if he asked me whether which team, you know, his team at the time, which Yannick was in Jacksonville, Clowney was obviously here with the Texans. Which team? And I was like, I kind of had an idea that we hadn't got a long-term deal done with Clowney, and I didn't think it was coming. So I was like, man, I guess Ngakwe. He'll, I guess I defaulted to him. That was in April of 2019. We are now, what, almost, almost a year and a half from that point, and neither one of those guys has a long-term deal. It, I mean, one guy's great against the run. If you could mash them together and be Yannick Clowney, it'd be the best player in the NFL. Because Clowney's tremendous against the run, and Gakwe is hellfire rushing the quarterback. Put it together, Yannick Clowney is the best player in the NFL. But, unfortunately for them, they're two separate people. All right, we're going to have more tomorrow. We'll talk about, uh, with Mark, John Thompson passing the coach at Georgetown and how that impacts, uh, how it impacted Mark. Mark actually called a game that featured John Thompson way back in the day. So, we got plenty for you tomorrow. More will happen with the Texans. We'll have it all for you at Texans All access big thanks to joanna to bernardrick to dp to mark obviously and to all you for listening thank you so much we'll see you tomorrow and as always go texans this is texans radio on sports radio 610